Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They browbeat people, and, and, and oh yes, and of course they uh, inspired people. Well, let's have a declaration of independence. Wow, this is what we're fighting for. It's always good if you want to get people who go to war to give them a, a good document and to have good words and life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, that's what we're fighting for. Of course, when they write the Constitution, it's not life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. When they write the Constitution, it's life, liberty, and property. Do you understand what Wilson! Wilson! Wilson, where are you? Wilson!
What's up? Oh, you sound clear today. I do. Yeah, no no air. No air in the background. <laughs> I still can't. Well, still, still not fully understanding of this situation I have, but I do know the mic is on. Yeah, I was like, it sounds great this week compared to the calibrating we tried to do last week, for sure. It came out fine, but my signal was very low. Yeah. Are you, are you still on the Bluetooth? I have my Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. My mic is uh, wired. Uh, gonna give a class on podcasting. Oh, nice. So I gotta gotta get my <laughs> gotta be straight before I start teaching people. I can't even figure out my mic. Not y- yes, <laughs> good point. First step is probably <laughs> to know how to use all of the technical equipment. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna do ten classes. Uh, ten classes. So over the course of two, two and a half months, two hours a class. I'm trying to get. 10 to 15 people. I already have a bunch. I, I tweeted it out last night. I got a bunch of people responding. So I got, I got to make a decision. If I want to keep the small, the class small and then do it again. Yeah. Um, um, or just do a one big class, but I think I want to keep it small. So I only have 10 spots. Yeah. I want to keep it ex- maybe 15. I might do 15. I, I mean, so just based on like I had to do part of my teacher training on um, like in small groups and it definitely is more effective. I feel like and I so I guess uh, like I helped teach the teacher trainings to other groups and the groups that were bigger. I definitely felt it was harder for everyone to have like a more personal connection with both the instructor and each other. What size was that? Um, the class that I helped teach was 12 people, I think. And the training that I was in only had up to five people at a time. So and they're kind they of, yeah. Having trouble? Yeah. Well, just because when the group gets bigger, I mean, it might have been closer to 15 people, actually. Um, it's like there, end up, there ends up being like smaller groups within the whole group instead of everyone being one being one group like you kind of get like little clicks and stuff going on right yeah i mean it's like in yoga it's tough because i would imagine when i took it like you had the instructor go around and like literally be with you for five minutes to to get you straight yeah (laughs) right yeah Um, like helping with alignment yeah uh, I took one video editing class when I was in New York and uh, it ended up being way too easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was because I had already, like, it was for people that never touched this stuff, you know? I think I needed, like, the second class, but you had to take the first class to get to the second class. You can skip. But um, I feel like the virtual thing really works for this, for for this situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I feel like for sure because podcasting is a virtual medium anyway like yeah oh, you have yeah, to yeah. You, it is. you kind of have to learn how to be able to connect with people and interact over you know over like zoom or skype so 
Yeah, nowadays. I mean, there was a time when you could do it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've never but, done it. To, like, that's my whole, I've never yeah. done, except for when I was at the finals or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's always been virtual. It's always, I always tell yeah. people, like, when the pandemic hit, I was, like, hardly affected. It didn't change my life at all. Like, people were right. starting to do what I had been doing for years. Right. You know? And, um, like, at ESPN, I would just sit in my cube and, and have, you know, all these conversations through the day with, like, sometimes yeah. 10, 12 people. Um, and that's really all it is now with the with the uh, the Zoom. I don't like using Zoom, but it does make it easier for the video stuff. Yeah. Um, it's a good opportunity because always people are hitting me up. I've done this ever since I've, you know, probably started the pod, honestly. But but people call me and say, how do I do this? How do I do that? Or just like, how do you and, get started? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of technical questions. And I've really spent a lot of time on it with people. I always say, you know, we'll try to find some time, talk it through. Because mm-hmm. that oftentimes is what needs to happen. Yeah. There's so many different ways to do this the thing same, yeah and um and so i figured well i'll just have a class because i think it'd be a fun project yeah plus i can i can make some money for my kids college tuitions yeah well and i think when it's a <laughs> class format like i don't know it can they can build a network and like help each other figure things out too like oh they can learn from each other you know like because everyone's gonna have different experiences um, like depending on like, if just, I mean, I don't know what your plan is, but like if people have like different editing softwares, like, you know, you could like share with each, they could like share with each other, like the pros and cons of the ones that they like to use or versus, I mean, or even just like Skype versus zoom, you know? <coughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel and like-, like equipment too, like mics and headphones and shit. Yeah. And then, you know, technique and editorial stuff so yeah. what are we doing we're making like a podcast starter pack master class yeah <laughs> i'm having a, i'm doing a master class you should, you should have maze teach a, you should have maze teach a module well i'll have maze come in for one class and yeah and and, and talk to the people be a guest speaker um but uh i feel like <laughs> the the most tricky thing is like who it is that you podcast with I feel like that's the hardest thing for people sometimes is to just know who it would be if I was to fire it up. It's always kind of. I'm here, like, y'all. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Oh, I'm my here. God. I was so relieved. Thank you, you so much for letting me know you're here, Waz. His voice is back. The voice is back. Yeah, what happened? Is is 90% back. Drink some herbal tea? Uh, throat, the throat coder. Throat coat, yeah. Throat coat, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that going on. Missed you guys though. Um, let me set up my mic real quick. Sorry for this. Oh, Excuse by the way, while yeah, Waz is setting up, I have an apology I need to issue because last week I said that Ilya said that he, I always he always makes fun of me for how much I like toast, and he called me out and said that wasn't true, and that <laughs> he just makes fun of white toast like plain wonder bread toast, toast. and oh, not like gosh. good actual good quality bread toast so right i had to offer that apology and append my statement from last week uh, Sorry, i think Ilya. your mic 
Whatever, I think your mic got disconnected, Eden, but it did <laughs> come. That came clear. Um, okay. Check your mic. Am I back? Um, you know you don't like toast, Ilya. Whatever, no. dude. <laughs> no. He's, he's right about that. And I noticed something with like store-bought bread that's like, you know, yeah. the, it burns You got to go faster. to a bakery. You got to go to a bakery. Yeah. yeah. And it burns so yeah. much burns- easier than well-made toast. Agree. Because it's, I, it's not, it's like all water. Like it's like paper thin and there's no quality to it. You know, there's no like hardiness to the toast. I bought a marble rye loaf this week. A marble rye? <laughs> mm-hmm. I just can't, when, yep. when someone says marble rye, I just can't think of anything other than, other than George Seinfeld. trying to, yep. trying to uh, pick it up with a fishing pole out mm-hmm. the window. <laughs> That's probably one of my favorite episodes of all time. Oh, it's that's peak peak Seinfeld right there. Yeah. So peak. good. So much going on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so many different things happening. I think Kramer's check check the settings in your, your Skype, Eden. And if not, just hop out of Skype and come back in. I should reset it. Um you had Kramer with the horse. <laughs> yeah. the parents meeting and the chicken the whole chicken or the hen the marble rye theft and the what, fishing what is, I mean, what is this what is this game theory thing on the calendar jade what is that maybe you don't do ding at all anymore right i do on sundays um i just yeah. got a calendar invite for some shit called Game Theory Daily, it, game. it's just it's just for the the ad read. So the company wants us. Oh, to like the company game. Oh, why do these companies keep doing this? And and why do they keep agreeing to making us do this? Hey, look. But I I think we just got three free years of of babble. So I'm the, in, man. I, yeah. Oh, I, I, oh the, damn, the, the fucking nice. the language. language. Because yeah. when I when I put in my code for it that they gave me, it said like, "All right, you're set to like something 2024." Right, Yo, that's awesome. Yeah, I gotta hurry up and redeem this. Someone, someone bootleg me a code. What? Where that's are you redeeming this? Those this? those ads kill me. By the way, you always sound like you're surprised <laughs> that the foreign language is coming out of your mouth. Yeah, that's the. So good, dude. Uh, Theater no. of the mind. <laughs> Dave, so Dave, Dave did his uh, babble read on Nerder today, and it's in Russian, dude. It's so funny. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, way. Dave is speaking I, Russian in his read. Yeah. yeah well, Russian you know, he throws so out hard. a couple words, like Zach did in Spanish. He did his in Russian. It was so. I funny. just know Zdrasivitia. The only thing I know how to say. Spasiba. <laughs> Yes, placebo. placebo. Wait, doesn't Ilya know how to speak Russian? Yes, he's the one that. And that's all you know. Rostovitcha like five hundred times, <laughs> and he like broke down each syllable for me. And all right, so, so uh, the thing is, I'm trying to learn talk the alphabet, and the alphabet is really hard to learn because oh, you have no. to like recode oh, it. It's gibberish. It's absolutely gibberish. <laughs> and it's like the N is like a Y sound, and like yeah. the backwards B is like I uh, yet. It's hard. Yeah. But I, I am uh, still going to try to make an effort. Say, when you're talking to him next time, if it's at night, at the end, you'll say, Das Vidanya. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever call Ilya 
Odyssey? Like Ilya and the Odyssey? No, no, that, no. Like Iliad? Zach. <laughs> it's a book. Real Homer pick on that one. <laughs> oh my God, man. Yo, that joke was epic. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Iliad. Yes. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the last thing, going back to that thing, it's hardest for people to know who it is to podcast with. They always kind of resort to like their best friends, but sometimes not the best person to talk to, you know, not the best person. Sometimes it could be like, you know, your mom, make a pod with your mom or, your or dad. someone that you don't agree with. Someone you don't agree with. My yeah. class, I'm doing so a master class. It's like class. a debate oh. show, like point of contention, which I always get a kick out of. Which is not the host show. is amazing on point of contention. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. Yo, I was dying at the last joke when he, he was like, what do you think about Luka and Jokic never getting called out on it? And you're like, because they're white. They are. They're <laughs> white. Look at them. <laughs> So, so, funny. I, so I just got an email from Sports Business Classroom. I got the same thing. <laughs> Do four. And oh, it no, says, Larry. and it says, Amin El Hassan, Dan Lebatard show slash Sirius XM co-host. That that made my heart smile. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. <laughs> oh wow, and he's doing it with Ryan McDonough. <laughs> I'm ready with what? both those guys. Uh, wow. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> it is. It's fantastic. I have zero interest in me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to talk to him for eight professional hours today. I'm not even halfway through Wait, that motherfucker. Hold on. Hold on. You and him, how long? Do, how long is you? I'm because I'm a broke boy. I don't have serious. Yeah. Um. How long is your you guys' show when you record? Three. Well, we're live. Three. We're not even recording. Like, so it's okay, three hours. Do the show. Yeah. So three hours this morning, seven to ten a.m. Just got off the just got okay. off the show with him. We have okay. a cinephobe later today, which is going to be two hours. Okay. And then we have radio tonight from seven to ten. <laughs> eight. So that's hours. a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Son. Not I talked to him eight hours this week. Eight hours <laughs> on a Friday. I said today on. I said today during one of the breaks because oh uh, Roz Roz Goldawude was was our our co-host today, and I was like, man, I fucking hate Fridays. And she's like, why? <laughs> oh, it's Friday. I'm like, I got to talk to me for eight hours today. Yeah, that's that's, that's like, a big ass. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> that oh sucks man, for your I was supposed to get a hard hair. hat and lunch pail. Yo, Zach, did they send us an email with the re- re- um, codes to redeem the Babel stuff? No, no, no. It was in it was in a, a Slack. It was in a Slack uh, DM. Right. Yeah, but like a group DM. Don't look just for the single person. Yeah, I gotta find that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll find yours. I got it somewhere. All right, thank you. Because <laughs> I, I was one? like, I mean, am I really gonna use this? But then on the little um, sales call, they said, Nah, it's fifteen minutes a day, and, and probably in two weeks you'll be saying some shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty freaking easy, yo. Like, damn. It was. I'm about to text you yours. All right, good looks. Did I ever yeah. tell you my story about when I went to Europe when I was playing hockey in high school? And we went to Italy for the first time I went. And I brought with me my handy, speedy Italian book. <laughs> I had this little like thing. It was <laughs> not even a book. It was just like a thing that you would... You know, like quickly take template. out. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like a really small little basic. And it was just amazing. Like I used it all the time. 
That's how I got my girlfriend. Girl, Lara? Yeah. Lara. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just it's just a book where every page it goes, hey! Hey! Oh! <laughs> There's a soprano section. Gabagoo! <laughs> 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 the sopranos. Uh, man. I'm telling you, man, it worked. It totally worked. Uh, they gave me, my hockey team awarded me the ambassador award, like something like that. I remember. Cause like, I would like, I didn't hang out with my teammates at all. I would always be with the Italians chilling, riding mopeds, crashing, kissing, partying. It was so much fun. God, it was one of the greatest trips of my life. If not the greatest, might've been the greatest right there. Um, so, where do you want to start, Maze? All right. Brando at Brando Might. If you were in the movie yesterday, what band or artist would you pick to not exist and take their catalog? What's the movie? So in that movie, <laughs> uh, this guy wakes up and the Beatles don't exist, and he's a musician. Oh, and so then he, this. but he's puts, the one, but oh, he knows about them. So, so he knows. All I heard about. So he knows all of their music. So he steals all the Beatles songs, and he gets to present it to the world as his own. Gets right. famous. Damn. Um, let me tell. Like I like that movie. I've seen it twice. I heard it was good. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it though, but I'm like, yo, it was good. I think it's a cool it's concept. A good family movie. Like he's he's not amazing in it, but like I I just thought it was good. I like an it. incredibly creative concept. Yeah, man. I because I can't sing, I basically get relegated to rap. Oh, mm-hmm. mm. I mean, I probably come see, back. We've I would all probably seen Big Wild that karaoke night. I would probably I would probably do Eminem. For sure. Oh, oh my God. Wow. It would be Eminem because, wow. like. Yeah. Because, yeah, just release Stan first. Because, That'll go over really well. Because you know why? Because what he was doing was actually unique in the sense that nobody had ever rapped about the shit that he was rapping about. Like, for Nas and Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls, they all rapping about kind of the same shit. Growing cool. up in disadvantaged circumstances, overcoming it, the plight of black people in America, drug dealing, like it's all in the same realm. Like nobody was talking about killing their mother. Okay. I I do love you rapping from the white perspective. I like that. (laughs) Oh man, that would be so amazing. (laughs) That was the first thing I was thinking about when Ron said that. Not any of the things that Ron just said, but like Ron rapping at the white guy. Honestly, it's just Eminem said shit. That people would hear it and be like, I've never heard this on a rap before. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I've never heard somebody put their, tie their baby mother up and throw her in a trunk. That doesn't happen. <laughs> people don't do that. So, probably Eminem. I like I, that. I thought the movie was a fine concept, but the thing that I was wondering about the entire time is removing context and like time and place from songs and like does that negate some of the impact you know like yeah would Beatles songs be as popular if they just came out today straight up what's funny about the Beatles though is that their songs were so obscure they don't like it's hard to name 
a song and say, oh, yeah, that's specifically about what this thing was going on at the time, you know? Yeah, I can't and, even think of one. And I think the Beatles are tough too, Jay, because they invented the structure of pop music. So it's like that whole like, you know, chorus um, or verse, chorus, uh, verse, bridge, then whatever again, like they invented that shit. <laughs> so sort of. It's like, like how do you even have the context of pop music? Yeah, you're removing like a crucial yeah. Jenga piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's... It's strange for the Beatles specifically because of how important they are to the structure of, you know, how people even make songs. It's crazy. They were more, I mean, the first chorus, first chorus was something that was long in existence, but they actually pioneered, well, A, the recording process. That was their huge, huge contribution, but also just weird bridges, you know? Right. Very strange, <laughs> elaborate, and then incorporating stuff like George Harrison did with the sitar and the stuff he picked up from India. And then, you know, and then adding the psychedelics to it and getting real trippy with Sgt. Peppers and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it's just hard for me to even think, like, maybe Revolution, but the song Revolution, remember, it came back as a Nike commercial. <laughs> remember that? Remember that whole thing? And they it was all just eventually as, do, Jay. And, and it really felt, it just felt as relevant as it did probably when it came out. I was too young to remember. I'm not even alive. But, uh, but, I think, uh, I think my answer would be Prince. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. Just to get in that headspace, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given, let's, let's say that I have the, the musical ability to pull this, this plan off, which I do not. Um, <laughs> yet, 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 right. yes, exactly. yeah. You you wake up and you realize the oh, music's gone, so you dedicate. So your in life this movie, he actually meets John Lennon allegedly. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's yeah. John Lennon like <laughs> Sorry isn't in the. They're like not in the Beatles. They're still right. alive, but they're not in the Beatles. Yes, yeah, so it was just regular dude. That's... He's like living in like a fishing cabin somewhere <laughs> obscure. Yeah, well, I think I think to your point, real quick, Maze, about like, do the songs matter or whatever, right? It like, all right, spoiler alert. Just fast forward, I don't know, thirty seconds or something like this if you don't want to hear it. But um, but the reveal that people don't know what the hell he's singing about is after this accident, his friends get him a guitar. He sits down like outside on a patio with them, and and they're like, play something, and so he plays Yesterday, and they're like, oh my god, that's like that's the most beautiful song I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah like, so like yeah, the one to one right. like if if i just sat down and played you a beatles song and you'd never heard it yes i i get that i just mean more like would it become a worldwide sensation sure would yeah, it yeah, be, yeah for sure yeah. would it have the same the impact beatles packaging like and marketing was was on another was on another level for sure would teenage girls go as insane as they did? My other, my right, other answer, like, right, like, could could Barry White sell? Oh, Barry White, excellent. Yeah. Could I have his voice? Yeah, if you get his voice. Or absolutely. Isaac Hayes. Well, my other my other answer question. besides Prince is is Old Dirty Bastard. Oh man, that's my other. That's my other one. Another uh, one of a kind. Me and Wu Tang would be fantastic. Let's see. Um, 
I wonder. I don't know who it would be for me. What about you, Eden? I don't think I have one. I just, I don't, I don't really have any one artist, I feel like, that I would want to steal their catalog. <laughs> Wait, does he, is he aware that he's stealing it? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Once he, feels he figures little, it out. He feels a little bit of a, there's some, there's some internal like fraud? guilt about it. I, I like the idea of. I, I always yeah, that like was the actually idea. the the second title of the movie, Fraud. Fraud. I always I like the idea of being if, of it being an artist that's obscure, or that became famous posthumously. You know, um, like Mozart, for instance. You know. Yep, Jay but would also, steal but, Mozart's catalog. Uh, exactly. We should have seen that one. Coming. I'd be like, I have no idea how to write this, but this don't, is what I wrote. Don't even get me started on that guy. At least I could Fraudulent fake it with the story. Beatles. You know, I couldn't yeah, even know what Mozart, the hell Mozart was is doing. Mozart is dope if he's not a child prodigy. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's a if it's a 28 year old man from Connecticut I like it. playing these songs. I like. I like it in the form of uh, sports. Like if I could be Tiger Woods, for instance, you know, and nobody knew that I stole this whole game. <laughs> yeah. That, what's that like? That was well, like Space <laughs> Jam, I suppose. Yeah. I was like, that's a different yeah. question entirely. <laughs> the classic Kevin Durant film, not Kevin Durant. Um, I'm Great trying man. to think. Uh, you mean, know, an the, artist. The Hoy Nick Boys. Drake. I'm going with Nick Drake. As Oasis would be interesting. Oh. All right. Love that. I'm in. Love my, that. As long as I'm Noel. So Brothers singing together. As long as I'm Noel. Ooh, what about Cher? I might do Cher. <laughs> Man, every every time I see some old pictures of Cher, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord, 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 Lord. Bob Dylan. They don't make them great. like that anymore. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, plastic surgery is completely different. <laughs> the game's It's changed. fucking, I tell you though, man, there's nothing quite like the rock, like rock and rollers, man. They're just so cool. Musicians in general, you know. I don't know if kids like see musicians as super cool anymore. Yeah, I guess they do. <sighs> do like, do kids think the Jonas Brothers are cool? I don't know. Kids think uh, BTS is cool. Like, are there kids like, are there kids like, you know, I remember when I like wanted to look, dress like my favorite artists or whatever, wear the same clothes and all of that. And, you know, just imitate them, their lives as, as, as closely as I could. I wonder if kids are doing that with like their favorite K-pop bands. I'm sure it's happening in Korea though, right? Like. It's funny though, because like when I was, when I was a kid, you know. And I got into music. There were all these music magazines. And so you go and get them. And it was like Eddie Van Halen talking about his guitar pick. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't, no, it wasn't so much image as much. Well, it was like equal. It was definitely an image thing. But it was also like fundamentally practical thing for a lot of it, you know? So if you like the drummer, you might have been a drummer. You're like, what kind of a snare does he have? You know, <laughs> I don't think that that happens anymore. No one's concerned about the means of production. It's just, I yeah. want to look like him, you know, yeah. and then, and then karaoke your way to the top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think. 
I don't know. The other interesting thing is condensing the Beatles into one person. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like I would sing all four parts. Like, how does he heart? Like, does he just like relayer and harmonize over himself, or like what? Yeah, I mean, he has a he has a band, but it's just him. him. Like, yeah, so it's not so much to harmonize as like here are the lyrics, here's the arrangement, um, and here's if one person sang those songs. Do they flash back to show you like I saw this picture of them on the roof, which was the Beatles did that for uh, Let Let It Be. They played on the roof live. Do they show you that the Beatles did that? No, 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 no. Beatles don't exist. Right. So you have no context. So some things that people like you seeing, you might not know the reference. Right. But they are familiar. like like he goes to Abbey Road. Like, he, you know, he goes to what's the fucking church um, where Eleanor Rigby. Yes, like he goes there to get inspiration and stuff. Like he's trying to remember these things. You yeah, know, he's like just every seriously lyric, like, trying to remember every. Yeah, Beatles he's like song. doing a crash course of like, all right, how much can I remember? You ever seen the James Corden when he gets the tour by Paul McCartney? Oh my god, that's so, so good. good. I love that one. That, yo, that shit literally made me cry. Like that that TV was so good. Of just him going back and like just all the memories and stuff and the, the people in the pub and all like that is unbelievable. I remember, yeah. So I remember he tells you the how he wrote Penny Lane, and uh, yeah, it was phenomenal that episode. The ending was great too at the at the bar. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh man, it would have been so D, much better without that monster Ian Carmel involved. <laughs> was he in it? Was he in it? He brought. I think he wrote on it. Uh, um, wait, I think, did I hear James Corden was checking out or no? Is that just checking out? We, 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 in what sense? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, I heard he, might, like, what he do you was mean? so, no, it was so homesick that he might, he was considering ending the show or something like that. No, I don't, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Maze? Uh, I'm pretty sure we did this. A couple weeks ago, but Mike Techner wants to know if when we do laundry, do we put our clothes in the wash inside out or right side out? And oh, yeah, because I said it goes in however I What are you I supposed to do? I don't know. Like, I just put them in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if, I, if, I, if I took uh, off something and it came, <laughs> became inside out on um, the process of taking yeah. it off, then it's going in the laundry inside out. If I yeah. took it off and it's the right side out and the inside in, then that's how it's going in the laundry. And Is I there reckon, any advantage I to turning your clothes inside out? So, so I washed no. some, some, I literally did laundry yesterday. I washed some like white, some of my white socks and some of them were inside out. When I took it out, I was like, man, this shit probably would have been whiter if I fucking washed well, it. Yeah, right socks, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to put yeah, in but, bunched up. Like you want no, to no, no, you can't do it bunched up because it's never going to dry. Never gonna be but if you think about it, it kind it of makes sense out to wash better. it inside out because like if you sweat right, into the socks, right, wouldn't you want the right, sweat to wash right. off well, more well, importantly? What if I want the white more than the, than the And sweat? then if you're oh. Zach you and you wear your socks inside out, do you do them inside out, inside out again? So I use bleach. I use Clorox for sure because you know Clorox is going to get the white. Pre-soak them in OxyClean for mm. like 20 my to... My mom like, is big on the pre-soak. That's what I used to do with like all of my mm-hmm. like 
Anything that's something they, had, she, like, they've been doing white, since white. Haiti, especially yeah. I don't have clothes. time to do that shit. That shit right. goes in the exactly. machine. You can have like, come on, man. Lucky I'm doing my own laundry at all. Like, yeah. See, if you're at home, you can have like a bucket that's just that, and then you don't have to throw it away every time. You can keep that for like a month or two. You know. Wait, what? Like a, a soaking box. Yo. You could have that sit there yo, for like a yo, month. Yo, can I hold on? Can I can I play you guys a Mike Francesa clip? Please. hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Always Please. never ask. Just start playing it. Eddie in Hoboken. What's up, Eddie? <laughs> hey, what's up, Mike? What's up, hey. Mike? Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee. I don't know who he is. Lee? Don't know who he is now. Jesus. Who is he? Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? <laughs> That's me. Oh, well, send me that. Send me that. Send me that. That's me. To, I have to. I yo, dog. I was like, this is this is Mike Francesa distilled. Oh my god, to his purest form, bro. Like this is pure Mike Francesa right here. He said, "Stan Lee." <laughs> who Stan is Lee who? He's like, who is he? He what, said it like he thought like, it was one name. <laughs> yeah, what do you Stanley. mean, Stanley? Stan Lee. Lee. The dude said Marvel comics. He said, oh, yeah, "Come on, man, get the fuck on." <laughs> you can't be serious with that question. Oh, <laughs> on the day the guy passed away. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, Lord have mercy. That that dude is <laughs> he's a legend. <laughs> That's just unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, what else we got? All right. Juice staying at Nixon 94. Do you think the NBA players that never play always shower after games? Yes, because they work themselves up into a sweat in warmups. Yeah, I, like it, it's a good question until like you like when you watch some of these dudes warming up, like they literally work themselves into a lather. And 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 then you know I mean go back to the fucking locker room and then come out and some of them don't get back in the game and some of them just yeah. sit yeah. there but they did some work out yeah. at halftime you know yeah. on the bike or whatever. Right. yeah I'm one of those people that starts sweating in like thirty seconds once I start moving so it's yeah. anytime I start moving for more than like two minutes even if it, that's all I do it's like I got a shower yeah me too it's the worst it's the, the worst I love the shower reset. <laughs> yeah, I shower like 2.5 times a day in the summer. It's the water bill goes up. That's a half a shower. Uh, like sometimes <laughs> it's three showers and sometimes it's two. I average 2.5. That's why you don't wash your hair, right? You put your left yeah. foot in, you put your yeah. left foot out. <laughs> my wife takes I'm half showers. I'm the right half of my body. <laughs> yeah, you just you just lean into the shower. Yeah. You're like right, pulling your head away. You're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> or Waz just always takes half a shower because he never yeah, washes he his legs. <laughs> Three quarters. Have some respect. <laughs> Three quarters. Baby. <laughs> <clears throat> Baby. Baby. Oh man. Has anyone checked out the new M&M's? Good. No. Wait, Very there's good. another new M&M? 
Yeah. Oh. Fantastic. I, th- this is no judgment on anyone that's that's still. In, I just I have no interest anymore. I don't know I just how like, you can yeah. honestly. At this it, point. It, if it's for you, then great. I I have no idea if it's good or not. It's not like I checked out a song and like no nope, no nope, this sucks. Like I just I have no interest anymore. My thing is he's got so much great music. I don't need like what, if I want to listen to Eminem, why would I listen to his new shit? That's where I'm with Nas. I want, yeah. right? I want like his... I have no interest in new Nas at all. No no no, you're not. Like I want to listen to. His best stuff. Yeah. And if somebody says, yo, there's the this one joint from the album that, you know, sort of rises above the surface, like, nah, this is actually, he's tapping into some of his old gifts. All right, cool. I'll add that to my rotation. Throw it on a pay- playlist or something. But I'm not sitting there listening to 50 minutes of 50-year-old Eminem. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I love it. He's so, he's better than ever. Honestly, nah, he's not better than him. <laughs> and, and and you know what he stopped? You know what he stopped finally doing on this record is the ramp up to shouting thing. You know, you know the ramp up to, to where he's like shouting. Yes, he stopped doing that finally, which was my main cr- criticism of him. But uh, yeah, I love it. Keep going, buddy. I mean, he just likes to make shit. You know, that's the thing I like about him. He's prolific as hell. Yeah, and I think I think that's I think that's a product of the new system, right, Jade? Like you don't got to talk your label into printing up CDs and coming up with a marketing plan and doing all of this. It's like yeah, you just do. You can make the music and just be like, it's coming out now, you know, rather than the old process of this whole fucking thing that would go into the release of a you know like a high profile artist's album. M could just like sit in his home studio in Detroit, text people like, yo, I'm emailing you the track, do the feature for me, gets it back, gets it mixed and mastered, puts it out to the to the people. And plus he's he does a lot with you know other people bringing other people up, rappers and stuff. I like do that. like that. I love that. I love introducing people, new people to to to, you know, somebody who's up and coming and and wouldn't be afforded the the audience um, on their own uh, without that. So that's there's also a, there's also a track with Dre on this one as well. So fucking it's good to Dre. Hear good it's to good hear to, them. Yeah, it's good that Dre fucking you know made it through that that whole medical ordeal. Yeah, aneurysm, right? Like, yeah, like that. Sh- that shit is crazy to me. <laughs> like. You just straight up have one of these things? Like, God I have damn. Them every night. So scared. When I get home. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Yo, Maze, next question. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> I'm Gordon and praise the Gord to Jason Wa- to Jaden Waz, who have lived in NYC. What was your favorite and least favorite subway stop? The classic worst one is 168th My- Street A and one train. <laughs> Okay. My stop, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. So so that's what I was about to say, Jade. My favorite stop is 179 Street in Queens because it's the first stop on the F, so I'm guaranteed a seat in the seat that I want, which is always the corner seat, so I can lean my head on the freaking, like, the little metal fucking pole hand thing so I can sleep easily. Uh, my least favorite stop, and because, you know, there was a stretch in my life where I was always taking this to work and to school, um, where I would take the J, the the J to Broadway Junction, and the problem with Broadway Junction is that it's an outside fucking train station, 
So in January, you're waiting for the train outside in the bitter cold and windy, snowing. Like, it's just, oh, it's so you're braving the elements while waiting to get on this packed-ass train. It's just my, it was just my least favorite freaking stop. I mean, well, home I is always going to be your favorite stop. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I like, I like Union that Square. Feeling. I like Union Square. Yeah. Because like, there'd always be like a concert. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh my <laughs> you'd God. Get, you'd always get the entertainment at it's least on the so way. crazy in that station. <laughs> it wasn't quite like Times Square, which was crazy. Yeah. Crazy early. Thirty fourth Street. I don't like Penn Station either. There's too much shit going on at Penn Station. Like, but um, yeah, Union oh. Square is like, and then you have like Union Square is like where the we like it's like skateboarders. It's where the weird like, you know, Occupy Wall Street people are at. It's like like Jade said. There's always some type of concert happening inside and outside of the station. It's a fuck. That's a funky ass place. Union Square is. But generally speaking, though, I existed on the train system, you know, very in short proximity. And on a few occasions, you know, when you take the train the whole way, like going out to like Brownsville or something like that, you're like, oh, wow, this is a train. Yeah, it's you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. like going, like going, I guess going to New York uh, to see the Yankees sometimes would be my longest trip, you know. Yeah, if you've ever um, taken the L train, for instance, from the city, which is so in the city, the L train basically runs on 14th Street. Um, Basically, you know, it takes you um, through the through streets or whatever, and it goes first Ave, third Ave, Union Square, um, sixth Ave and then eighth Ave. Um, so, you know, whatever you get on on eighth Ave and you're taking in and then you finally get to Brooklyn, which is Bedford Ave. And it's like, you, you notice in the people, Metropolitan <laughs> and this and Livonia and all of this and all of that. Um, and then slowly but surely the train just gets progressively less white as the train <laughs> flows through Brooklyn, right? Through Williamsburg, through Bushwick, through all these other neighborhoods. And then you finally get past Broadway Junction in East New York and Canarsie and all of that. It is it is interesting to watch, for sure, if you've ever had to do that before. I forget. I had to go way out one time into Canarsie, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the L train takes you right into Canarsie. Last stop. Yeah. It's like there's a point where you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I'm scared now. I one hundred percent. Like was fine. <laughs> well, the three, like the three stops before Canarsie is East New York, which you know, East New York even right now is one of the last "quote unquote" scary or bad neighborhoods left in New York. It's one of the last ones. Um, that in Brownsville for sure. And Canarsie is like you know, it is what it is now. It's actually you know, in the recent years, has gotten much worse. Um, unfortunately, that's where the rapper Pop Smoke is from. Um, you know, Fabio. No, Fabio's from Flapper. Whatever. They're from generally that area. And um, so in recent years, it's gotten worse. But before, it was just like this really residential, you know, sort of blue-collar neighborhood in Brooklyn. 
Um, but East New York has basically been East New York since my mom moved to New York in 1976, right, to yeah. now. <laughs> like, which you just can't say about most, you know, 75% of the neighborhoods in New York City. I uh, I remember I, I went out there to shoot this thing with this Jamaican kid who was a spoken word poet. His name was Tahut Nine. <laughs> Okay. It was, it was cool. He lived he lived out there with his mom and and like I went out there it was for the show I did where we were I was filming my friends apartments. And um it was cool. I enjoyed it. Nothing to be scared about really. I mean as often as the case, you know. Especially in the daytime. Like in in the movie in the, in the show um like Brian Cranston, Your Honor, in the first mm-hmm. episode when the kid goes to the, the the black neighborhood, I was trying to imagine what I would do. You know, Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you know what's so funny about that is that for me here in L.A., that's like East, East, East L.A. Like I'm like, I don't know that I could go to a neighborhood with the Mexican homies with the tattoos on their face, neck, scalp, and all of that. Like I don't. I'm probably think too like, scared to go to those neighborhoods. Just being real with y'all. Just like, being honest. Was, I wonder <laughs> if you should test the theory. No, I would not. I would yeah. not. I never, ever, ever, ever would. Like when, And that's the thing about L.A. Like, I really am conscious of where I'm going at all times. Like, I look, I will literally look at a map and be like, oh, okay, okay. I can go there. <laughs> Straight really? up and down. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. When I took a trip recently, we went down to see uh, Christie's brother in um, five months ago or something. But um, we got lost and we got into like a um, uh, Chevy Chase, as he does in that movie there, National Lampoons. You know, when you pull out, you get lost and you pull off a highway and you're like, oh, fuck, where did I just pull off into? (laughs) (laughs) That could be scary. You know, it was right around Philly and we pulled off somewhere and I was in a not a good neighborhood and I got real nervous. I was like, lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to run this red light. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I always think like if I got stuck like that kid does in your honor, man, first of all, you got to have the golden do-rag pin. If you want one, hit me up. They're still available because that's a good thing. You know, you got that. Yeah, flash the badge, flash the get out of a pin. beating free card. Like, what is I'm that? telling you? I'm telling you, it's golden, it's gonna mean something. And give it, give it away. Say, here, here's my offering for letting me pass through your neighborhood. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's real gold. Can you throw in that? <laughs> it's real gold. You know, uh, it is it is, I believe, a legal matter, which I must implore those listeners at home. Do not try that. Not- <laughs> oh, yeah. That takes place in New Orleans. So, Eden, you know, New Orleans, are, are we these, these neighborhoods yeah. like are they well, super the dangerous? Thing, well, the thing yeah, I mean, that, yeah, like, you yeah have, that's a real thing in New Orleans, though. And there's also a weird like it can be like one block is like really yes. nice and totally fine and then like you cross like one street and it is just like um not fine that's what i was warned of 
several times while I was there was like, yeah, just, you know, it's if like you Hartford. go up this street one block too far, if you cross yeah. this street, it's like it, oh, it's yeah, a very well, dramatic shift. Of street um, at the middle of the night can be, if you're walking by yourself, like a little scary, especially as a female, but that's actually kind of anywhere. Because uh, yeah. in the show, I think <laughs> they think said that, that uh, one of they're part of like the Desire crew. Yeah, and Desire is a street that, like, uh, the house I stayed at was at Royal and Desire. But then if you go up D- D- Desire North, <laughs> then you get into a very different yeah. type of situation. Like, it's it can just be very dice roll depend and you just have to sort of know and you don't really know until you like are there for an extended period of time like these are things like when I didn't know like as a college freshman we'd like just go wandering and it's like we are not like we should we should probably like try to find our way back to some right. somewhere where there's better lighting or something there um, was uh, and also it also doesn't exactly matter you weren't getting good picks yes. <laughs> the lighting was bad yes. so you had to go find somewhere else yeah that was uh, back to the the subway stop question. Um, not my favorite, but I, there was a point where our, our buddy Charlie Widows, uh, I was going to visit him and he lived uh, he lived in Park Slope. And so I wasn't paying attention when I was on the subway and missed the stop and got off either one or two stops later and was like, that's ah, not that far. I'll just walk well, it. Yeah. And I walked through a project. And yeah. let me tell you, I felt like Tupac, all eyes on me. Like, I can feel <laughs> everybody like, who the fuck is this guy? And I just head down, kept going, took the headphones out because I needed all my uh, all my awareness. senses. And, yeah. Well, yeah, all my awareness. But that was like when I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, literally one or two stops. I was like, like this is a different world, obviously. <laughs> Imagine walking around with your headphones in. Oh, Both headphones I was going to say, wow. if you have little kids circling you in bikes, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> or you're that's in own that thing. That's the version I mean, of that like leg- vultures in the desert leg- just circling that, above yeah, you. Yeah, that legit <laughs> happened to me in Hartford uh, a year ago. I, I was uh, looking for this restaurant, pulled off just to look at the map, and all of a sudden I got two kids circling me. You on know. little tricycles or are they bikes uh, or what? On little BMX bikes, but they were like oh, you know, oh, like the like in uh, the wire or like in Breaking Bad. You know? I was like, yo, they're totally Outside. scouting me because they think I want some shit. They're trying to do it for Johnny, man. It's hard for do it for Johnny. Do it. Do it for Johnny. I would never, by the way, if I was <laughs> to ever do illegal solicitation of drugs, I would not do it through a kid. Sorry. Not yeah, wow, definitely standards not you have, sir. Minor, yeah. Yes, I mean it's that's that's crazy, but that's how it goes down. Like a top boy, in it, in it, in it. Uh, you have love questions today? I sure do have love questions. Oh, all right, uh-huh. just hold them, hold them there for a second, and maybe give me an Hello and welcome to the Friday Hashtag Ask Wads Mailbag on the Count of Dings Network. I'm your host, Anthony Mays, coming to you from San Francisco. On the line to answer your fantastic inquiries, we have in Los Angeles, CTD MVP and Daily Ding King, one would think and therefore one was, Santa Hoops, a.k.a. St. Nicholas Cage, Mariano Blanco, the one-liner designer, he respects the boulevard, Zach Moose Harper. 
Asian sensation with a Caucasian fixation and vocation is irritation to the general population. Black intellectual, Liberian rock, cultural anthropologist, and sexual politician. You know the vibes, it's big wise. The only Asian that doesn't raise it in Arkansas with a greener light than J.R. Smith and a tattoo for each of the seven deadly sins on both of her rib cages. Her love of Duke is not a fluke. She won't spook due to any rebuke. She can carve up the ice and fix your love life with Dean Lou and in Bloomfield, Connecticut. Jake Christie is his brother and his wife. Amateur bear watcher with a bionic colon. Sheep dips, conspiracy, consigliere. Jade in full. He scored 103 goals at the square level. Only 28, but his mind is old. He came out the womb wilts. His wife is the fruit, and he's a nut. It's not a bit. He's dinging in the rain, just dinging in the rain. The evil producer full of bearded cat energy. Excellent. Thank you very much. By the way, we've got a new restricted area out on the YouTube athletic page. It's uh, do it. It's with Waz and Zach. Um, very, very, uh, probably our best one, honestly. It's our best one. I mean, these are so good. I don't think people realize how good they are. And you can watch them all. You can binge watch Restricted Area because they're all still relevant. Uh, yeah, yes, imagine, yeah, they're they're evergreen. Imagine, imagine what people think of a Christopher Christopher Nolan movie, right? Now imagine it's been edited. That's what we have. <laughs> Epic. Edited and digestible. Digestible. I think that's my favorite part about the show is that we're doing it quick for people, right? Like it's not we're not asking people for a crazy long commitment, like say the mailbag. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it's not two hours, right? It's like literally it's it's ten minutes, twelve minutes, and then you're out of there and we're having fun the entire time. Check that out. Even just click it for us. You don't have to watch. If you don't want to watch it, just give us the click. Eddie in Hoboken, what's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Hey, Mike, Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee? <laughs> yeah, Stan Lee. I don't know who he Stan is. Lee? don't know who he is, no. Jesus. Who is he? Who is he? <laughs> who is Stan Lee? <laughs> he was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? 